Welcome to Crossroads Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Um, today we're going to continue on what Pastor Bob had been sharing about, which is the book of Numbers. Um, I had the chance to speak yesterday at our New Braunfels, not yesterday, when was it? Last week, sorry. Uh, last week at our New Braunfels campus, and uh, we talked about what Moses was facing, the challenges that he was facing, the complaints, the whining, las quejas. Something worse that can happen to a person is to hear quejas all day long, complaints all day long. That was happening to Moses. But now we're on chapter 13, and they're getting ready to get to their land. And then Moses is sending, selecting 12 people to go and act as spy, to really check it out, to really come with an understanding of what's really happening over there so that they can bring word to them. And, and you know, in the midst of people who had complained, who had uh, just whining, I call it whining sometimes, you know, quejas can turn into whining, or, or I don't know if there's a whining word in Spanish. I, I, I really rely a lot on quejando. But... Um, but it is just really uncomfortable. And you go through that phase, but we talked about Moses being a humble man and how God trusted Moses with everything because he had given his heart and he was serving. He was being obedient to what the Lord had for him, regardless of the challenges that he was facing. Uh, many, many years of facing all of this, I tell you, I get tired of complaints. If I hear a baby cry for a little bit, you know, I immediately try to find a solution, right? If, especially my own babies. I've tried to find a solution. What do you want? Comida, diaper, what? You know, you go through the whole list. Uh, but when it is adults complaining, that changes the whole perspective of what's happening, right? Uh, even in an airplane, I remember for many years, whenever I had to go back from Alabama to Venezuela, right, and visit my parents, um, I had a hard time when there were kids in the plane. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I hope I will look around. I'm not trying to be mean, okay? But I, I really tried my best to, uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't tell who was on the plane, right? And I, I would get there, and I'm like, okay. But when I became a mom, everything changed. Anybody could cry, anybody. I mean, in a plane, I don't care. It was fine because you understood, right, what they were facing, what they were going through. But uh, a lot of times when you go through complaints, challenges, concerns, uh, you start seeing life differently. I mean, the whole pandemic made us see life differently, right? Our perspective. Church changed. And I'm going to tell you, church changed, and it changed, and it's really difficult to bring it back to where it was. Uh, it is personally difficult to even think about it. Uh, every time we talk about it, I get into long discussions about how to get back to where we were. But in reality, is we can't get back to where we were. We must move forward and take the church to the next level and not allow what took place over the last year to, t- to bring you down. Because if that was the case, every church in America or around the world, in every country, would shut down. Our job is to continue. Moses' job was still to go and find that promised land, take him to the promised land, right? But he was being strategic. He found those 12 people. But even when these 12 people got there, okay, and we're in Numbers 13, uh, the whole chapter, most of the chapter is there. But when he gets to 1333, he says, 
And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, with which come out of giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. When you start comparing yourself with grasshoppers, right, um, you start feeling a lot inferior. You start feeling less. You start comparing things. You start judging things. You start questioning things. And you start feeling defeated before you even face the challenge. Um, I'm one of those that I, I, I would like to, even when I see something humongous, I'm going to try to come around. I don't know if that's a, a very Latino thing, but it's, you know, dale la vuelta, búscale por el otro lado, métete por el otro ángulo, vamos a ver, let's see, let's check it out, we'll find a solution, we'll find a way, right? But they immediately, when they saw these people, immediately just put in their head, forget this, we can't make it, they're too big. We're too small. We're nothing. And compared to them, there's, let's not go there, right? So immediately they started feeling defeated. I'm going to tell you this. After the pandemic, facing the church of God and having to do church all the time make it feel almost as if, as, as how they were seeing those people as giants. Oh, my goodness. There's no way to get these people out of the house. Forget it. I am not going to be, I am not calling everybody again and again and again. I'm not sending 20 texts. I mean, those were my words to Pastor Bob, okay? So I refuse, okay? I'm not sending texts every time. I am not sending, I'm not calling every time, right? Uh, I know people were saying, Arlene, but I wish you would have called me. Um, I hear that all the time. Arlene, I wish, I wish. And, 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 and typically when it happens, we're talking about people who have been in the church for many, many years. Many, many years. I say, you know, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. I, I wish I would have done it and see what would have happened. The truth is we each make decisions to follow him or to go and serve him regardless of what's happening. The fear of the pandemic really overcame many communities. One of the things I tell you is that I'm very proud that we did here is that we stay very active. I mean, we, we, we have so many programs, we serve so many people, we provided, I cannot tell you how many hundreds of bags of food, so many snacks, so many, so many different resources, uh, cleaning kits. I mean, there were people, I mean, we literally deliver cleaning kits, disinfect your house, go, vamos, let's clean, let's do this. Uh, but sometimes we see our problems or what we think are our problems as giants, as something that we cannot overcome. And, and we need to somehow find a way that we don't allow circumstances or people to stop us from living life and serving God. Amen? From stop, stopping us from living life but really serving God. Sometimes we feel so overwhelmed, and that was what's happening to these people. They came back with bad news to Moses and said, No vayas, don't move, don't go, because this is almost impossible. They are too big for us to handle. In order to be able to serve God and to follow him, we have to really change the way we see ourselves. We, I have to be able to see myself the way that God sees me. 
Not to feel like Arlene, that's muy lenta, or you're too slow, you're not going to be able to get there. Instead, see myself as the person who God created and is equipping day by day to do the things that he has for me. Amen? God has equipped us to do great things. The challenge is that we're allowing our circumstances and other people make our own opinion about ourselves. My hair is not like hers. Mis piernas no son como las de ella. My legs are not like hers. I'm not as fast. I don't talk as much. Um, I, I get tired, a lot more tired than her or than him. Um, she gets better job offers than me. You know, her spouse listens. Mine doesn't, right? Her kids behave. Mine don't behave. And then you go on through that list of situations, and when you realize you can't do anything because you're allowing other people to dictate the way you see yourself. And it is not for other people to help us dictate how we see ourselves. It is for us to listen and follow what the Lord, the King of Kings, has created, and He has designed you and created you for something special. But we can't get there unless we start listening to His voice rather than other people's voices. Amen? We put voices, we put songs um, in our head. Have you, have you listened to the lyrics of the songs that you put in your car, that you put in your house, the TV shows that you put on at your house, and what kind of words are speaking into your life? I mean, even TikTok, okay? A lot of these songs and a lot of the, these kids and a lot of these situations are constantly just making fun or somehow bringing you down. Right, and not saying that I don't watch TikTok. I do, I do, I do get on TikTok. Right, in fact, I have a church TikTok account. Right, where we put worship, and I, I love seeing the reaction for worship on TikTok. Uh, but I'm not gonna allow the negativity or the bad situations bring me down. Instead, I'm gonna fill my mind, right, with the right lyrics, with the right messages, with the right verses, with the Word of God, the one that really lifts me up. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 1 John 4, 4. We are his children. Somos los hijos de Dios. Porque somos parte de él. Because we belong to him. We belong to God. But are we allowing him to be our God? The, the lyrics of that song, uh, Make Room, touch me every time. Because uh, when it gets into that bridge, and I'm not going to quote it right, and so, but somehow it says, uh, bring down the walls of tradition, no, break down the walls of religion, right? Something like that. Do um, you realize that we have those walls in our lives? Just certain traditions that we're just following because it's got mi familia, Asia, right? Everybody does it. So we have to do it that way. And, 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 and the truth is, our call is to follow the great God, the one God, the one King. And sometimes there are certain traditions that even follow me, right? Because I saw it, not necessarily just my family, but culturally back from home. And, and I've been here for a long time already. Right, being here, what, 25 years or something like that in the U.S., and I still sometimes, there are certain phrases that come when something happens that I say, I'm like, Dios mío, y eso, eso de Venezuela, still 25 years ago, that still comes to my mind. I need to 
I need to replace that. I need to replace that with something that is biblical, that is correct. There are things, traditions in our lives that we must stop, religion, habits, uh, that, that don't allow us to really get into a deeper relationship with our Lord. And we must stop it. We must stop it in order to serve him. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me did not prove vain. By the grace of God. I um, was talking to Baba about this next few weeks. We're going to have a few busy days in the next few days. Uh, we have certain conferences and, and little things that we, we have to do. And, and we're eventually going to take a vacation. Eventually, we're going to take our baby to college. And... Um, so just little things that we, we're going to be doing. And, and you know, I have this, this beautiful notebook that I write, and, and I lose it a lot. And I write, you know, what, okay, aquí vamos a hacer esto, we're going to do that. And, 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 and the more I look at them, I'm like, there's no way we can do all of that. There's just no way. And, and I realize it's not on my hands. It's not in my time. It is in God's time. We constantly go back to the same old ways of just relying on ourselves instead of just trusting that God is orchestrating all things. I'm not going against planning, but I'm going against control of what's taking place. Here, um, God is reminding us that we belong to him. Somos de él. Somos de Dios. If we have accepted him, if we have allowed him in our lives, in our hearts, where we have professed and proclaimed that he is our king, he is our Lord. I need to stop somehow not caring so much for what others see in me, but allow what God sees in me to take charge. Amen? I remember um, uh, when I was in school, um, either high school or college, you know, I was always concerned about what other people thought. I was always concerned about what I would wear. Uh, when you're coming from Latin America to the U.S., you know, you dress so cool a lot, I think. I mean, you guys, for favor, you can ignore me. But I think that you dress so nice. When I realized when I went to college here, I'm like, nobody cares. You know, chorcitos, chanclas to college, que es eso? Right? Where's your belt matching your shoes, Right? Where's your, you know, that whole jean matching the whole set? It makes me laugh so many times. I would get frustrated in my dorm. And I'm like, and I would look down the window. I'm like, no les importa. Right? A hoodie and pair of shorts. I'm like, who dresses like that to go to college? But oftentimes I was relying on what other people saw, what other people thought. Instead of just thinking, what is it that God has for me? Who cares how I dress? Who cares what that is? Am I pleasing God? Every day. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. I tell you, the church is going through hard times today. Not just this church, but the church in general. And I'm going to speak for this church. We're going through hard times because if we look around, right, we realize that um, there's a lot of empty, empty spots open, I mean, available. And there is a challenge in the church today, and it is a refusal 
not only to attend church, but to even go out and make disciples. Not everybody can come on a Sunday, and not everybody can come on a, on a Saturday afternoon, but we can all go and make disciples wherever we go, wherever we are. The church is in danger today. I fear sometimes for what's taking place, but I have to go back and know that God is in control of all things, that he is in charge of his people, that he is in charge of his house of prayer. And it is not for me to be concerned. It is for me to put my trust in him because he has full control of what's taking place. We must be obedient. We must be obedient. Fearing people is a dangerous trap. It says here in Proverbs 29, but then in Galatians 1.10 says, for, I, for am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. In order to be a servant of Christ, we must stop trying to please men and trying to just please him. Too many challenges come from trying to please men. The song said, and I will make room for you. So I'm not sure where you are today. If your heart is filled with worries, with concerns, with challenges, just um, apatia, just down, or just who cares. I'm just asking you that today you just fill your heart with the presence of God, that you open your heart to the Lord and say, God, whatever has happened, I want to just leave it right here. <laughs> I want to leave it right here at your feet. I want to leave it right here in your sanctuary. I want to leave it right here with you. I want to give it to you because I cannot longer continue with these concerns and these worries. I am not good enough to just act like I can handle these things. I'm a push, I'm a, I must put my trust in you, Jesus, in order to be able to function. In order to see life the right way, I must put my trust in Jesus, and I must make room for him. I told you guys a story when I went to a um, conference in somewhere. Orlando, I think it was, and I met this other Wesleyan pastor. She's from China, and I only see her on special moments. And, uh, and as soon as we got in the car, she started praying for the car, and I was concerned about my route. Right? I was like, este, okay, I'm going to let me wait, let her pray. And then when she finished praying, I said, can you get the GPS? And she says, yes. So she got the GPS going. And then as we're driving, I'm waiting for like, okay, tell me right, left, you know, that kind of thing. She's praying along the way. So I said, can I have the phone? So she can pray and I can just focus on getting us where we needed to go. And, and I was getting frustrated, you know, and I was a different kind of frustrated. It was one like I was making me feel guilty, right? But at the same time, like we can't get anywhere. ¿Por qué no esperamos to get there? And then we pray, right? Or you already prayed before we left. Why are we praying Again, right? And so we got on the road, and she prayed the whole way. We got to, to our destination, to the house, and, and as soon as we got there, she prayed for the house again. Prayed for the, I, I was worried about what room I was going to have, right? If I was going to share the room. 
and, and wrong worries, right? And we get there, and everybody had room. It was just spacious. It was just nice. And, 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 she, and she prayed for every room, and, and then she prayed for the owners of the house that we didn't know, right? She prayed for, for the business that that house was making for that one family. And then it just really hit me right there. What am I doing? Why am I judging? Why do I have concerns with her faithfulness and commitment to pray? This woman prayed for every moment. And we were in the conference, and I promise you, every workshop I would turn, and I knew she was praying. And I'm like, I wonder if she's listening to what's happening in this room. I don't think she paid attention to anything. And we finished the whole conference. And, I mean, I was blessed by her and my other friends. I mean, I had a great time. And as we got in the car again, and we were going to return the car, we're going to go back to the airport, and we're going to eat our last meal together, she says, you know, Arlene, God put in my heart to pray for the owners of that house. I'm like, this was like four days ago. She's still praying for the owners of the house. And I said, that's awesome. That's really good. I said, what, what, what are you sensing? Because obviously I'm really off right now, and I really need more of that, right? And she says, you know, oftentimes we're thinking about ourselves, but I really feel a burden for the owner of this house. And just like she or he gave us plenty of room for you and I and our friends to stay in that house, there is someone within our circles that doesn't have a home. There's someone within our circle that is lost. There is someone within our circles that we're not praying for. And there I lost it. Because I knew I am not praying enough for the people around me. Because I knew of people at that moment that were looking for a place to stay. Because I knew in that moment that there were people that were looking for a home. And I didn't have the faith enough to have that attitude of praying constantly. And she prayed, and her words were, Lord, make room as we go back to our homes. Make rooms. Make room for each of us. Are we making room for Jesus in our lives? Or are we just living life the way we think we must live life? We must give him space. And I'm going to ask our worship team to come. See how I speak Spanglish? I'll worship team to come. And, um, and I want us to pray. I want us to ask, Lord, where am I not making room for you? Where am I not giving you the space? Am I holding on to my checkbook? Or am I holding on to my schedule so tight that I'm not giving you room to take over anything? Am I not inviting you into my school? Am I not inviting you into my job? Am I not inviting you into my relationships? God, I want to make room for you. I want to see life the way you see life, God. The way you see me, I want to see me. Amen? Because all things are possible so long as we're following Christ. Everything is possible through him. But are we giving him room in our lives? I am tired of making plans. I get tired of you saying, okay, that, that I know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> because I planned it, right? I scheduled it. 
And that's it. Nothing else. We're not looking for the power of God. Que si trabajo en una tienda y tengo que vender cinco mil dólares, Dios, yo sé que tú me vas a ayudar a vender diez mil dólares esta semana. Que tú me vas a ayudar a, a duplicar lo que estoy haciendo. That Father, even whatever I'm doing, if I'm selling at a store and the income on a daily basis is five thousand dollars, God, I know that with your strength and the abilities that you have given me, you're going to help me multiply that. And not only when it comes to sell, my relationships are going to become healthier because I'm putting you in the midst of all of this. That you're going to multiply everything that I. That when I go into my kitchen, even my food will taste just amazing because I am doing it and I'm inviting the presence of God in the midst of it. Amen. That everything that I do, that when I get to my job, my boss says, Mira, ahí viene esa. And there she comes. There he comes. And when I get there, when you get there, there is peace. Everybody is comfortable because they know that when that person gets there, when you get there, all things are going to be okay because you bring that peace that comes from the Lord. Amen? Because that comes when we're following him in everything. Y no que digan, ahí viene esa. There she comes. Otra vez, she's going to show up to work. Why didn't she stay at home? No. There is peace because we are following, because we are looking for him, because we're making room for him in everything. Let's look for that love of God so that everything that we touch multiplies for good because he has that intention. Amen. Let's stand and let's praise him one more time. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church.